Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, January 18th, 2016. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. You know, I've had a few people email me, I'd say over the last five months, and ask me why don't I introduce myself when I do the podcast? I go right from, you know, welcome to the podcast, and then I go into whatever whatever's going on. So why don't I introduce myself? And quite honestly, since I've been doing this for over 10 years, most people who listen to me have been listening to me for quite some time and already know who I am. I don't think about the new people who have found me, <laughs> who have stumbled upon the Ask Alley podcast for one reason or another. And I don't know how to quite put me into words. Um, let's see. Making this up off the cuff. I am a single mom of a great almost 60-year-old, God help me, son, <laughs> 12 animals. Uh, I am a former professional intuitive and sex coach slash educator. That doesn't mean I don't do either anymore. I just, I'm no longer taking uh, new clients. I am an author, storyteller, screenwriter, and literary strategist. So I help you get your book out of your head onto paper, and then I help you market the hell out of it once you're done writing it. That's what I do. Uh, I don't know what else to say about me. <laughs> um, I have four different websites now. We have alleythees.com, gypsygirlpress.net, outofbodyecstasy.com, and trust me, you'll want to stop by that one if you want to learn more about out-of-body sex. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, what else is there? ghostwritingcopy.com that is about uh, writing sales pages and copywriting and and whatnot. and I think speaking of the 60, almost 16 year old, he has just come up the stairs, now I don't know if he's going to come in here or not if he does I'm sure all hell will break loose because I've got two cats next to me I've got Felix and his daughter Xena the warrior princess. So if you hear any going on cat-wise, it's those two. Oh, and the lucky duck is also in here. Lucky's a cat. She's not a duck. But that's her nickname. Lucky duck. She's also across the room. Uh-oh. I heard something. What the heck is going on out there? Move, Xena. Well, see, this perfectly explains my life. Cat stuff going on. Kid stuff going on. Okay. I thought maybe he was coming in, but I guess he's not. He ran back downstairs again. So that, that's me. <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. And welcome. If this is your first time uh, here with me, I hope you, you stay with me to the end. I tend to go off into tangents and uh, I try to stay on, on focus, but it doesn't always happen. So what's going on here? Well, a few things. Uh, Gypsy Girl Press, the website, it's pretty much a mess. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get back to start fixing it. I have put on a new WordPress theme and the learning curve is quite steep for me. So it's taking me a lot longer to redo that site than what I'm used to. Um, I'm trying to turn it in so that I can self-publish for others and turn it into a bookstore. That's why I bought this particular template. But again, it the learning curve is pretty steep, <laughs> and I'm working on it. <laughs> so please pardon the continuation of the dust. 
of that website. Uh, Story and Promote, if you haven't listened to that new podcast, it's Story, Story and Promote. It's on iTunes. I also do um, two scopes, periscopes a week uh, to go along or it's the same thing as the podcast, but live. And I tend to not say the same thing. You know, I have the same topics, but my examples are different for both. <coughs> Excuse me. My scopes, I also then put on to YouTube. So if you go to the YouTube channel, YouTube channel, it is on there as well. Check it out if you're thinking about writing a book or if you wrote a book and trying to market one. You can try to work on your author's platform, all the above. Please do, please do. Also with Story and Promote, I um, if you follow me on Instagram, I do a story prompt and a book marketing prompt um, every day. And with those, even if you don't write stories, if you're not an author or a writer and don't want to be, um, the story prompts are interesting because it at least uh, tickles your imagination and gets you thinking about something other than what you're currently thinking of. So it's fun. It's fun nonetheless. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I don't have anything prepared today. It's a sad state of affairs on this 18th. I'm totally off my game um, because my son is home and I got started very, very late today. And it's just been, you know, Mercury Retrograde is is got another week and it's still kicking my ass and doing things that doesn't make me happy. <laughs> it just doesn't make me happy when it does crap like this. But uh, yeah, I'm behind and it's freezing outside. It's freezing. It is so cold out there. It's disgusting how cold it is. All right. So I can't do my, my Jeopardy theme for the Terra overview because as I'm bending over here, I did not um, cue it up on my phone. So think of the Jeopardy theme was going and we'll be okay. So let me choose two more cards here for the Terra overview of the week. Oh, very nice. Okay, so with the tarot overview, what we do, or what I do, is you pick a card, one, two, or three. Just pick a number. <coughs> and that card will be your overview, your energy overview of the week. Okay? So I need you to pick card one, card two, or card three. And since I don't have the Jeopardy thing queued up, hmm. Yes, pretty sad. I've watched Jeopardy quite a bit in my life. I love that show. Okay, so what'd you pick? What the hell is going on outside my door? Hold that thought. I might as well just keep it rolling. mine he you know it, his hair is important to him he'll be almost 16 <coughs> there are girls out there in the world that he likes and he he was just styling his hair well and he wanted to show me the style he did which looks quite handsome handsome on him um kyle likes to do you know the 1940s type look that men had you know slicked over to one side and and looking sleek and 
and handsome and everything. So that's what he's got going on. <laughs> that's what he got to show me. It's not, um, usually, if this is your first time joining me here on Ask Alley, it's not usually this noisy. I mean, the cats do things, but the child is usually at school. So, okay, what'd you pick? One, two, or three? The deck I am using is The Secret Language of Color Cards by Inna Segal. And if you chose number one, you chose Emerald. That is your color for this week, Emerald. It's about calming your mind, your body, and your soul. Take deep breaths. Let out the, the, the pain, the worry, the uncertainty of what life has to hold. And just, you know, embrace it. It's, it. Emerald helps to, you know, have you overcome your fears. And it helps to um, bring harmony when you have challenging situations. And it help, but it also helps um, increase your self-esteem and attract abundance. huh? And it also replenishes your energy. So if you pick emerald, or the card one, emerald is your color. Now, card number two reminds me of um, Blue's Clues. Number two is magenta. Yes, and that's all about connecting to your deepest inner knowing. It's all about finding your own truth, getting clarity, and uh, really relying on faith instead of having something in front of you that it's factual. So it's more faith-based. Um, this color also helps to awaken your enthusiasm for life. It helps you connect to the higher realms of spirituality and connect better with your guides and your angels. And it also helps with self-discovery and deeper wisdom. So card number two, magenta. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now the last card, card number three, if you chose this one, it is green. Now, green is all about revitalizing your nervous system. It helps with your nervous system, your heart, your circulatory system, your liver, lowering your blood pressure, um, getting frustration and anger out. Uh, meditation and healing are enhanced by the color green, which also stimulates growth. And it's good for, you know, healing bones and bumps and bruises and all that other kind of stuff. Absorb green rays to revitalize your, your nervous system and your heart. So if you're feeling rather nervous, feeling rather anxious, green is your color. So card number one, emerald, calm your mind, body, and soul. Card number two, magenta, connect to your deepest inner knowing. And card number three, revitalize your nervous system. Ta-da! All right. <coughs> you, know why, you know, I figured out why I keep coughing, by the way. Uh, I just started coughing really over the summer. And it's because of the high blood pressure medication that I have to take now. That's where my cough is coming from. And it's very annoying because I can't stop taking the blood pressure pills. So <laughs> I have to, to suffer through the cough. And I apologize to everybody who has to suffer along with me. Because yeah. even drinking stuff doesn't seem to help, at least long term. <clears throat> so the topic this week... How do you reinvent yourself? Now, I've had plenty of people ask me this question, believe it or not, in the last four days. Last four days, I've had three people send me an email and say, you know what, Allie, you were doing the readings, you were doing the sex coaching, and now all of a sudden, holy hell, you're doing writing and screenwriting and you're helping people with their stories. You are essentially reinventing yourself. How did you do that? <laughs> well, as 
for anyone who's been following me for any length of time, I was kind of pushed and shoved to this. I'm not going to lie. I didn't wake up one morning and say, hmm, I think I want to reinvent myself. But when life pushes you in the direction and you have to reinvent yourself, you know, we all come to that point where something's got to change. And either the universe forces you like it did to me, or you decide to do it on your own. Now, humans, (laughs) people um, tend to need to be forced to do it. No matter how much we want change, no matter how much we want our lives to change, the actual change itself and going into very scary, unknown territory, it terrifies us. You know, I said scary, unknown, because for most people, unknown is scary. And I'm, you know, I'm no stranger to that. I am a Taurus <laughs> and I like things planned out. I like things matter of fact. I want to see where I'm going. I want a timetable. I'm deadlines. I like all that stuff. But with reinventing yourself, it's really more of a faith-based intuitional turnover. Okay. Now, when you do reinvent yourself, and we'll get to that in a second, I have to note this, that it, it's painful. It really is. It's, it's enthusiastic, but it's also painful. And it'll cause you to lose friends. No matter if the universe is pushing you or you do it, it will cause you to lose friends because those friends are going to be attached to the old you. And when you reinvent yourself, they're not attached to the new you. So a lot of them will fall away. But the good part is when a lot of them fall away, it means new people come in. Now, how do you reinvent yourself? Say say you're like me and the universe has pushed and shoved you and you know, you, you've gotten divorced, you lost your job, you lost your house, one of the three, maybe all three. <clears throat> your kids, you know, went off to college this past year. You're just kind of, you go to work, you come home, you twiddle your thumbs. How do you reinvent yourself? Well, the way you do it is you've got to go off the beaten path. You have to take a detour. You have to, if you keep going straight, if the straight is all you know, you got to make a sharp left. you got to make a sharp right. What you can't do is turn around and go back the same way you came. <clears throat> That's not reinventing yourself. That's hiding your head in the sand. So you want to go ahead and then make a sharp left or a sharp right. Now, a lot of people, if you do one or the other, a sharp turn or sharp change, uh, they tend to, um, how do I want to put it, uh, revolt. <laughs> so you revolt against yourself. It's kind of like, um, for those of you who are overweight, raise my hand on this. If you all of a sudden go on a diet and start working out at the gym when you're overweight, what are the odds that both of them are going to take at once? Probably pretty slim. So you would want to, you know, change your food habits for say January, and then in February, add in the gym, little by little. Excuse me. So when you're making the sharp left, the sharp right, I don't literally mean you go to bed one night and you're a virtual assistant, and the next day you're applying to law school. I don't quite mean that instant, okay? (laughs) Because even sharp turns, there's still the act of turning, When you do go off your beaten path and you say, well, how do I do that? What do I want to go do? You need to think about, quite honestly, what is it that makes you happy? 
what is it that makes your heart sing? And that sounds just so cliche. (laughs) Do what you love and the money will follow. Well, it's not always that the money will follow if you do what you love. Uh, Loving what you do is important, but not necessarily always doing what you love is going to pay the bills. So you need to do what you're passionate about. But make sure you're still doing something to put a roof over your head. You don't have to quit your job as a virtual assistant all of a sudden and go to law, and become, go to law, law school to be a lawyer. You work as a virtual assistant and you start law school. You do both at the same time. This is the curve I'm talking about. Eventually, you'll graduate law school and hopefully you're a corporate attorney because that's what the jobs are. And you go off and become a corporate attorney. Or if you always wanted to be, say you wanted to pen the great American novel. Well, you're not going to quit your job as a virtual assistant and pen the novel and try to sell it and live off of that. So you keep becoming, or you keep being a virtual assistant as you pen the novel and edit and market and everything else that needs to be done with the novel. Then you write five, six, seven, eight, nine novels. Then maybe you quit your virtual assistant's job or you write the novel and you create a business around that novel, which by the way, I also show people how to do. Uh, my point is, You have to go around the curve in order to get off the beaten path, in order to be able to reinvent yourself. You have to make a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Actually, be a right turn at Albuquerque, if you think about it. But it's not easy. And it's a lot more difficult when the universe throws you that way, kicking and screaming. Um... It's like today in in my, I'm still reinventing, you know, the website's different and, you know, I'm doing different things, but I'm still reinventing. I'm still in the middle of it. And I, I went outside of my comfort zone. I went off the beaten path and I submitted the Black Triangle to be a uh, radio drama up in Cleveland for a show. Now, will I get picked? I don't know. (coughs) I really don't. May say yay, may say nay. But it's the fact that I did it that I put it forth and that I put the energy out there. I'm going to be doing a documentary about band parents now, which I know doesn't sound exciting, but I have a twist about it. Will it work? Will we get from point A to point Z? I don't know. But the fact that I'm taking steps and I'm putting it forth, that's changing my energy. It's helping me reinvent myself. It's helping me to open opportunities. The Black Triangle today, the script, it's um, it's in the semifinals for the, I never say it right, the Spec Scriptacular at TVWriter.com. So finally, someone took notice of the script. <laughs> it's about time. And it's in the semifinals. I'll know if I make the finals next Monday when I talk to you guys. I'll know by then. But the point is, is I'm putting something forward. I'm doing something different. I'm doing readings sporadically for on Keen. I'm not accepting any new clients. I'm not doing any sex coaching at all. And that's what you have to do. You have to make that turn. If you want to reinvent yourself, you got to start doing it. What are you passionate? What, what are you passionate about? What is it? What, what were you in love with at, I don't know, other than like uh, some boy bands when you were 15? You know, what what drove you at, at 12? What were you happy about at 18? What made you smile at 22? 
Now, there's always an underlying theme to our lives. There's always something we love. And the older we get, the more we bury it. You need to find out what that is. And for myself, it's writing. It's creating. It's storytelling, whether it's in a book or on screen. That's where I shine. That's my spark of genius. You need to find your spark of genius, and that's how you reinvent yourself. Nobody can tell you what the, what spark of genius is. No one can tell you what you should be doing. You know, people have told, been telling me for the last 25 years, why aren't you writing more? That should be your number one career. Why don't you live in California? I've been hearing it over and over. And it didn't click until the universe says, you know what? We've had enough of this crap. We're pushing you off the cliff. And that's what happened. The universe pushed me off the damn cliff. And you know what? I'm not dead. (laughs) I'm not dead. That's a bonus. To take chances. You have to make that left or right turn. You have to go back and consider what made your heart sing when you were younger. Because whatever that kernel was back then, it's still in there now. And as we get older, it gets buried. It gets buried with the responsibility and the practicality of what we need to do to put a roof over our head. And I'm not saying chuck it all, (laughs) at all, and, you know, live on the street while you're trying to pursue your dream. No, be smart. Whatever your dream is, if it's that important to you, you can pursue it while you're putting a roof over your head. It's not an either or. There's more levels to you than that. There's more layers. There's more depth. You can do two things at once. You can do three things at once if you're a parent. You can do four things at once if you're not only a parent, but a caregiver to your to your parents. You have 15 minutes a week to work on whatever it is. We all have 15 minutes a week. Work on that one thing, 15 minutes a week. Before you know it, you find a half an hour. Then you find an hour. Then you find maybe 15 minutes a day. That's an hour a day. You know, it it, it grows. Because the more enthusiastic you get about something, the more you keep doing it. It's like binge watching Netflix or Amazon Prime. Once you get into one of those shows, you just keep going. You binge watch because you're invested in it. It, it, it. it makes you curious. You want to figure out how the story ends. Well, once you're doing something you're passionate about, you get in it, you get curious, and you want to see how the story ends. All right? Okay. Enough of me. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining me here at Ask Alley. If you like this episode, please write on iTunes and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can help have an aha moment. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget to find me at AllieThieves.com. You guys have yourself a fantastic week. And next Monday when I see you, I believe, is when Retrograde is over. Yes. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye.